Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, it's Lainey. Hi, it's Sasha. And welcome to the Lainey Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers. Hi. Featuring a fresh from holiday. Oh, yes. Glowing, mm-hmm. your Skin. hair is lighter, like it has that real beachy hair effect instead of having to like spray salt spray That's in true. it. <laughs> it was actually real salt in my hair. <laughs> yes, I went to the Dominican, which you and Yasik love, mm-hmm. and it was my first time there, and it was fucking awesome. We did less than zero. If you could do less than zero, that's what we did. Yeah. We did nothing but keep to ourselves. And look at the beach and look at palm trees and like eat from troughs of food and it was perfect. I I love the not talk to anybody holiday. I, I don't – it's why I – How do I, I not find that surprising? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we like to go to quite small resorts yes. that don't have a ton of people. At this point in my life, I don't want to be going to those like big-ass places um, – and it's why, like, I mean, I love an all-inclusive in terms of being able to eat what the fuck you want, yes. like, all the time. The only thing I don't like about, well, the big thing I don't like about all-inclusives is that there's so many fucking people there. And I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I barely talk to Yasik when we're on holiday. Yes. Uh, well, this was an all-inclusive, but a really small all-inclusive. And the best part about it was it was adults only, which always sounds, like, really sexy, but it's, like, just no kids, <laughs> which is fucking yes. awesome. And yes. I'm sorry, like I like kids are great, but even just going on the flight there and back, there were kids on it and I fucking almost lost my mind. I love kids, but kids on vacation are the worst. Mm-hmm. They're just the worst. And the parents look like like going there, you're like, you look like you need a vacation. On the way back, you they look like they're dying. <laughs> they're even more haggard than on the way there. Um also on the plane, which is I know that this is very judgy of me, so I apologize, but I find it still so strange to see 30-plus women mm-hmm. doing I, vacation braids. Uh-huh. I am, like, shocked. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I am, like, enamored by the fact that they would ever do that. But I just feel like there should be a PS- PSA. Like, I know that you might want the braids – I know that they might look good on that head mannequin, but you just shouldn't do it. You just should not do or, it. Or don't come home with it. Like you, if you have to yes. for a day, okay. Like while that's you're a good there, compromise. I, I get it. I, I guess, but um, to they, come home with it, like what are you gonna do with it when like you get you, home? Because you go, I guess, and that's what Corey and I were talking about. We're like, what is that girl going to do when she goes back to her office job? or whatever job, and has cornrows, her scalp is burnt to a crisp. It's always red because yeah. the sun has never seen it. There's always flaky dandruff, and it looks jank as fuck. Yeah. There's no Farrah Fawcett moment at all. It's, yeah. And it just breaks my heart because I just – at one part of me is like, do what you want to do with your yeah. life. Or you're thinking of Bo Derek. 
But sorry, what did I say? Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> Bo Derek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like do what you want to do in your life. Just maybe that just that one thing. Just don't do vacation braids. I don't actually quite understand it because I feel like they take a long time. Well, someone's gonna someone's gonna write in and be like, actually, it only takes half an hour. Okay. I well, that's why it looks so shit. <laughs> but also you're you could be on a beach. Like instead of sitting there getting your hair braided. Yeah. I I, I don't get but it either. Part but of don't it, come home with it. Yeah. But part of it too is like maybe if you do the Bo Derek, which Kim Kardashian just did, right? She just did those whole braids, Bo Derek braids. Those don't look good on Kim Kardashian. But what I'm finding that the, a lot of the women on the flight back had were the half braids. So it's half braided all the top to like their ears and the rest is their fucking hair just scraggling down. It just looked really bad. I just don't want that to happen anymore. Great. But okay. I also do because it's so funny. <laughs> um, I want to talk about a book and I am not one to talk about books. No. <laughs> I know you're laughing because that's just not true. And so I bring to you a great read, which is Vivica A. Fox, Every Day I'm Hustling. Yeah. I have to read it for work. Yeah. And it is fucking entertaining. So if anyone out there really wants, just like... I, I don't even know. I haven't finished reading it. But like, let, can I read you some of the chapters? Before you begin, yes, yes, I just want to make mention of the fact that, you know, as you said, you never talk about books. And then the <laughs> no. one book you talk about it's is every like day a celebrity. <laughs> it's a celebrity book. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm embarrassed, but whatever. Okay. These are what? The chapter headings? These are the lessons underneath the chapter headings. Okay. So things like uh, you are the brand. Remember how to have a good time. Turn your haters into congratulators. Stop falling in love with six-pack and a smile. Oh. Um, then she has one that is the devil is fine and that's how he gets you. So guess who that's about? Uh-huh. uh-huh who do you want to uh-huh. say that's about? 50. Yeah. So yeah. she gets into some really interesting details about their relationship. Um, and like it's it's really good insight into the fact that he is um, fairly insecure and like I, I don't know. It's just, it's delicious. What else does she have? Knock on your success's door, honey. Hell, kick it in. Um, it's just so good. It's just so funny and random because the thing is, Vivica A. Fox doesn't really hit my radar or your site's radar. But I feel like, I feel like she actually like dishes uh, like serious tea in this and also is really funny. I didn't know that Vivica A. Fox was so funny. Well, I've I've met her a few times. Like she's been on the social a few times. Um, I know that she, yeah, she's quick. Yes, I mean she is lightning quick. She, and but when I'm saying lightning quick, I I don't just mean smart, but I mean like with one of those comebacks and quips that is just like fuck. I wish I thought of that. Yeah. Um, and that's what this book is. It's all of these things where you're like, how did you formulate that sentence? Yeah. It's ridiculous, I love but makes like so that. much sense. Yeah. So I'm super into that. I'm super into, obviously, the details because she and 50 have been having like a back and forth and they've been… For years. For years and saying not great things about each other. Um, I will say, though, you mentioned, you know, she talks about how insecure he is mm-hmm. or was when they were together. I always forget, and I know we shouldn't forget these things, but I forget like 50's history that, you know, he was shot multiple times and, you know, not a graze, but I'm talking like bullet holes pumped through his body and lived. And 
like it was either in his throat or tongue or or something, yeah. which is what like he couldn't speak for a while. I mean, listen, do the research. And so it is why he has a really distinctive way of rapping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so when you say insecure, dude, I would be too. Well, if someone <laughs> tried to kill me with however many bullets, I think it was five or seven, I would, I don't know how I would leave my well, house. This is what's so funny. She talks about that, about how everything, he always rolls with security guards. And and whenever they went to a restaurant, she he would always either rent out the whole restaurant or rent out like the secret room. And she always thought that was romantic, but really she realized <laughs> that it was so it would protect his ass. But he became so it seemed like in this part, she does talk about the fact that like, I think he was paranoid of getting killed. Like she gets into some like Lambo or some like hot ass ride that he had. Oh yeah. And it was, she thought there were cameras to like, I don't know, like tape her or whatever, like look, look at the cameras, but it was really for security. Like yeah, paranoid no to the next of no shit. Who wants to be shot again? Well, well, again, there are so many things because like at this point we're old. So we have to start accumulating mm-hmm. and storing and archiving all of this celebrity knowledge. And so you're like, okay, what do I need to remember? And so with 50, you know, you kind of only save up whatever, the last five years or the 10 yeah. years. But yeah, I I was reminded of this because I listened to this podcast about Chris Lighty. And Chris Lighty was one of the foremost hip-hop executives, took everything to the next okay, level. yeah. He died a few years ago. And so he um, he was 50's manager. And so it was during this time, like, he got shot. I don't mean to laugh about this. It's just so crazy to yeah, be talking really about is. somebody. He got shot. And then for a while, like, for a while, he could only meet up at certain times. And, you know, it's when you get shot and then you recover, then the people know who, like, the people who shot you are like, oh, we didn't get him. We need to find him we again. We need to find him and get him the second time. Yeah. Anyway, so… In this in this podcast about Chris Lighty and when he was working with 50 Cent, I also was reminded, because I had somehow forgotten, that 50 was like one of the – Chris Lighty advised 50 um, to invest in vitamin water. Oh, fuck, cha-ching. Yeah. And that was before vitamin water was acquired by – it's Coca-Cola. Yeah. So imagine – so 50 Cent made so much money. Like he – you think about richness and like hidden wealth and yeah. so you associate richness with like touring or album sales, but we don't hear a lot about investments. He invested early. He invested. And then he, like, gave, he gave her a Rolex on one of their first dates. <laughs> a Rolex. But did she talk about him? Because then I pretty, I'm pretty sure he also went bankrupt. He did, but that's not anything she talks yeah. about. Um I just, I, again, if yeah. you like need some like weird life lessons, some career goals, even like weird fashion advice, like what's in her purse and like how she survives with the things that are in her purse, like it's all very entertaining. You know what I find is that that what's in your purse feature will never go out of style. No, and not the shit that she puts in. She's talking like Noxema wipes, like like litter specific brands and color uh, numbers of like the eyeliner she wears, yeah. um, her spanks. Like ev- it's so, again, I really, uh, I obviously am not some like book connoisseur, <laughs> but if you need like a really quick, funny read and like I have nothing behind this, I'm, it's not like I have to talk about this. It's yeah. just really fucking funny. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Vivica A. Fox. Okay. Can we say this? 
you know who would be rad to have on our fucking podcast? Vivica A. Fox? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can we make, let's, let's just try and put make that, that out happen. There. I mean, I don't know how often she's in Toronto, but. She loves Toronto. Let's make that happen. I will do that tomorrow. Shall we? Yes, please. Okay. So I'm reading this week. First question. Dear Sasha and Lainey, lately my best friend, let's call her B, uh, we've been getting into fights more often than usual, but she's always extra bitchy on Mondays. This is random. (laughs) (laughs) What happens is she'll act really grumpy and be really rude to everyone, specifically me. She'll pick fights with me and argue, but when I try and say something to disagree, she ends up acting really petty, storming off and giving me the cold shoulder almost immediately. B always says she's like that because she's, and I quote, really salty on Mondays. But she says that so much, it just feels like an excuse for her to be a mega bitch to me and the stuff she says hurts my feelings. I don't know. I feel like I might be looking too much into this, but if you have any advice, that would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so… So she just uses Mondays to be a big cunt? Like I I don't know. I mean, now I need to know. (laughs) Now you need to know more. I know you do. Now I need to know what happens on Tuesday. (laughs) And is that Craig David? Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes, I just saw Craig David in our office the other day, and he is a lovely human being, just FYI. Um, anyway, so I need to know, like, is she better on Tuesdays or Wednesdays? Like, I, what is the comparison here? Because when you're so specific about Monday, yeah, I need, like, I need to be able to have a standard. Like, what is the average behavior? Let's say Wednesday and Thursday or midweek. What's what's midweek looking like? Listen, who gives a fuck? If your friend is an asshole to you once every week, like a horrible person once every week, I feel like that that is enough. Like, I don't care what she's doing Tuesday to fucking Sunday. If your friend is treating you horribly one out of seven days of your life, that really is not ideal. No, it's not ideal. I just, I'm really fixated on this Monday. (laughs) I know you are. Yes, because it's random that it's only. You know, if she had sent an email saying, once a week, my friend's such a bitch to me, I'd be like, okay, I'd be more inclined to write it off and be like, this person's an asshole, cut them out of your life. But given that it's specifically every Monday or this person has noticed it every Monday, I'm wondering what's happening on Sunday. Like, everyone hates Mondays. Don't you hate Mondays? I'm way more of like, I guess, as this person said, a salty bitch on Mondays mm. than I am on Thursday or no, Friday. Monday's not my worst day of the week. What's your worst day? My worst day is probably Tuesday or Thursday. I would just, I just think that there's something specific about a Monday. <laughs> and maybe it's because I read a book about, oh, about who? Vivica <laughs> Fox was the author? I read a book about how there was this person um, and on Sundays they had to, repeat something very traumatic in their lives. Like mm. they um, they were going to like see their father in prison. I'm not saying that B here <laughs> is going to see their father in prison, but right. like there was something like… A reason why. A reason why. And I just want to make sure that there's no reason, like there's no regular occurrence on Sunday that is especially traumatizing or especially triggering that makes Monday shitty. If it's just that like everybody hates Mondays and Mondays are shit and that's what makes her like an extra, extra bitchy person and you get the brunt of it. Yeah, this is a terrible friend and… But even if you are going through something awful on Sunday, right? Let I don't think that gives you the green card to just be like, oh, okay, then I'm just going to treat everyone that comes through like 
anyone who comes across my path, I'll be a dick to. Like, people deal with shit. Everyone has shit to deal with that are, that's tough, that's, you know, not fun. But that doesn't mean that you take it out on your friends. I think, uh, I don't know, even when your mom was going through a really hard time in the hospital, you weren't a dick. Oh, I, like, I wasn't a, I wasn't a dick. But she could be a dick after dialysis or after chemo. And so I wasn't, I mean, it's my mother, but I wasn't like, God, what a fucking asshole. She just went through chemo. I was like, oh my God, like, of course your mood is going to be so bullshit after chemo. So this is what I'm saying. Like, hopefully B is not going through chemo. I feel like she probably would have flagged that. Yes. I'm just saying like, there's, it's not everything is chemo. Not everything is physical. Mm -hmm. I just, that's why I want to know what the baseline <laughs> behavior is. Right. Not on Mondays. Like on Tuesday, Wednesday, Craig David styles. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and on the other six days of the week, is yeah. she just awesome? Because I think that if she's just awesome, then there's something here to investigate. Right? Okay. I, I, she's like a steady fucking cunt, like all the days of the week. And Mondays is just particularly next bad. level DEF CON, however. Yeah then fine. But yeah, I think that we need to dig a little bit deeper. What happens on Sundays? This is a great mystery. This is, you're way more forgiving than I am about this. And also I, I understand what you're saying. I just think I'm taking this for face value, what she wrote. My friend is just a bitch to me on fucking Mondays. Once a week, she's just really mean to me. And I imagine Tuesday to Sunday, she's like an okay friend. Yeah. Right? Like if we can take it at that, what do you think? I think that's, I don't know, that's cause for me to like step back from a friendship. I don't want to fucking get shit on every fucking Monday. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, if you're out there and she's just like, there's no rhyme or reason for it. And on Mondays, she's just grumpy. Like lots of people are on Mondays and she decides to take it out on you. Yeah. You have, a, you definitely have a case for saying a something, down, a throwdown. Yes. But if you think that there is something to this Monday thing that is more than just the Monday blues, then maybe some more investigation as to what happens on Sundays. Fair enough. Yeah. I think your friend's just a crotchety cunt, but and, okay. And, and if you have Craig David's song in your head, sorry. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay, next. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Dear Sasha and Lainey, Tiff, Taylor, and I met in college and almost immediately became best friends. It was the first time I'd felt like I had female friends who weren't petty or gossipy. We never talked badly behind each other's backs. After college, we all moved back to our respective hometowns but remained close via group text. About a year and a half ago, Tiff started dating Jeff. Initially, Taylor and I liked him. We even made trips to come hang with Tiff, Jeff, and his friends from time to time, which is how I met my boyfriend, Mark, who's also Jeff's best and oldest friend. So it was two best friends dating two best friends. What could go wrong? Apparently everything. Fast forward to seven months ago, I moved to Tiff, Jeff, and Mark City in September for a new job because why not? My boyfriend and best friend were there, so I had connections. But once I got there, my every invite for drinks or wine nights was shot down by Tiff. Excuse after excuse, most all of them Jeff or job related. But she had just started a new job and I didn't want to be a needy friend, so I did my own thing, hung out with Mark, and tried to give her space to get her used to her new schedule. 
Meanwhile, things with Mark were going great, but I was becoming privy to some pretty unsavory info about Jeff. Jeff liked to put Tiff down in front of the guys regularly, saying things like, I don't care if we break up, and I know when I'm going to dump her, it's on the calendar. He even referred to her as the bitch. Then, Tiff caught Jeff sexually messaging other women online and found out he had sent Tiff's nudes to strangers. The fuck? When she confronted him, he lied and told her she was crazy until she cornered him with receipts. Only then did he apologize and admit it, but I think he would have taken the lie to his grave if he could have. To my and Taylor's horror, she took him back. Then she basically stopped trying to be friends with Taylor and me. We finally confronted her over the phone to let her know that we didn't like Jeff and that she was dropping the ball on our friendship. She ended up tearfully apologizing, said she had no idea we'd felt that way, and was sad that we didn't like Jeff, but ultimately the convo seemed productive and we ended on a good note. It's been four months since the convo. Little has changed. She won't answer my hangout invites for hours and then makes last-minute plans without me, always throwing me a late invite just so she can say she invited me. I'm straight up bitter that my own best friend makes me feel so self-conscious and left out. Even if Tiff and Jeff do break up, I don't know if our friendship will ever be the same. Taylor and I just made up very lame excuses to get out of her birthday this weekend, and I feel like crap about it. We are all in angry, petty mode again. Haven't spoken to Tiff in days, and it sucks. What do I do here? Is this too far gone? Can I save this friendship even if they stay together? And what do I tell myself to help me control my anger and hurt here? I can feel my pettiness getting the best of me. M. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, um, I feel like we're going to agree on the… I don't know. The blind spot here from M, our writer, Mm -hmm. which I… you know, I think we've all been in situations where our friends have gone into like some unsavory relationships where the guy or girl treats our friend like shit. Um, and that's hard to watch and it's hard to um, not take it personal as mm-hmm. the friend who's getting dissed or ditched um, and or watching your friend get in um, a shitty friendship. But in this situation, I'm like really sad for her friend Tiff because I think she's in a really seemingly um, abusive, abusive yeah, yeah, relationship. And so I know that M is taking this all to heart and being like, me, 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 I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad. But I'm like, let's concentrate on Tiff mm-hmm. because Tiff needs – Tiff doesn't need you to be like walking away from her. She needs you to be walking towards her and helping her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the most painful and hard thing to do as a friend is to like stand by your friend when you know they're making bad mistakes or in a really bad situation – but I really feel like right now, all hands on deck for Tiff because I think Tiff is in a really not good relationship. And all hands on deck in this situation means on standby. Totally. Like, Tiff is going to need you eventually. And if she doesn't need you, then, I mean, that's even worse for her. Mm-hmm. Like, the best case scenario for her is that she's going to need you soon, meaning that she's going to come around and realize that Jeff is not good for her and she's going to need, like, her two ride-or-die friends, Mm -hmm. you and Taylor. And at that point, like, that's when you're going to have to catch her. You and Taylor have each other and you have Mark. Mm -hmm. You have your boyfriend. You've got it together. Right now, like, what I'm hearing, like, I'm reading between the lines here and Tiff is quite lonely. And also what people do when they're in an abusive relationship is… Isolate themselves. Isolate themselves. And that's what she's doing, right? She 
isn't reaching out because she probably isn't allowed to or doesn't feel like she's allowed to. So that's why I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Your friend Tiff is isn't just in like a bad relationship with a guy that yeah. you don't approve of. She's in, again, allegedly me, you know, projecting this yeah. in an abusive relationship. Like M, I mean, we acknowledge it sucks to be the friend in this situation and to feel that you're being neglected and um, you said you feel self-conscious. Like you're like, hey, where's my friend? How come she's inviting yeah. me late? But at the same time, the way we're seeing this as outsiders is this is not about you. Like exactly, it's you're not the one who's embarrassed here or should be embarrassed. Tiff is probably quite embarrassed. Yeah. You know, she her two best friends told her over the phone essentially that the dude she's in love with sucks. That she's been a sucky friend. She knows he fucking sent her nude photos yeah. around to people and like was. Uh, social media cheating on her. Like, that's humiliating. And she's still staying with him. So she's, you know, instead of sort of feeling inward that this person isn't treating you well and you're embarrassed, I would turn it around and put yourself in her position. She's probably quite ashamed. Shame, unfortunately, is what many victims of emotional Mm -hmm. and physical abuse carry. And it takes a long time to break that cycle. Um... So, yeah, compassion, I think, here is key. Yeah. As hard as that is, and I know it sucks right now that your best friend and you live in her city is not around, but I… I think this is deeper, exactly, yeah. right? It's deeper than just, um, like, people um, uh, drifting apart. Th- yeah. This, there's a reason behind why she's acting this way, and I love that you just said um, earlier about um, M being on standby. And and that ideally is soon so that she can get out of this relationship, but it could take a while. Yeah. And so you're going to have to just suck up these feelings that you feel because none of what she's doing right now is is like – she's not doing this to hurt you. Yeah. This is just her coping mechanism of being in a really bad relationship. If I could give you a suggestion of what to do in the immediate, um, I have to say I don't think skipping the birthday was a good idea. Um, and you guys haven't talked for a few days. And again, to your point, Sasha, there's a self-isolation that comes with someone who is being abused and doesn't really understand it or doesn't want to confront it or doesn't want to stop it or can't stop it. I don't want to say, I don't want to say want because, you know, that's not fair either. Um, so a suggestion would be maybe do a makeup birthday. Mm -hmm. Yes. And at least extend the gesture because what needs to happen right now is that Tiff needs to always know in the back of her mind that she's still got you guys. Yeah. So you missed the birthday, extend a makeup birthday, be like, hey, sorry, missed your birthday. Let's do something. Because I think that at this point, because you want to be on standby, but in order to secure your place in standby again, I think you need to remind her that you guys always are on standby. And, and I'm, care and yeah. are there for her. Yeah. And, and not I'm, judging her. Exactly. And I'm worried that Tiff now is afraid to reach out to you guys because she feels that she's lost you too. Okay. Last question. Mm-hmm. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. I need your help. My husband and I are going to London in May to visit our friends and sightsee. I imagine we'll be doing a ton of walking and I want to find a good pair of shoes that are comfortable for walking in for long periods of time, but 
that are also somewhat fashionable. We traveled in other cities in Europe about three years ago, and I feel like such a tool wearing running shoes everywhere. I've heard that Londoners are even more fashionable, and I don't want to look like a dorky tourist the entire time. Do you have any suggestions of something that can work with jeans, but also other pants? I would also welcome ideas for comfortable, practical traveling outfits. Thank you. Oh, London in May. I know. Are you going for the royal wedding? (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, God, I love London. Like, it's my favorite city in the world. I agree, agree, agree. Fucking love London so much. Like, I would take London over New York, over everything. Everything. I love London. It's you're gonna the best. you're gonna love it. You're gonna have such a good time. I'm so jealous. And when you go to London, go to Fiona's. Double F I O N A apostrophe S. My favorite restaurant in London. Tell her that uh, I sent you. Um, she's the best, and the food is amazing. Um, I've never been there, and I really want to go to Fiona's. Oh God, love it. Um, well, after having just come back from a vacation, I will tell you that my steez is fucking jank. Like there were times where Corey looked at me and was like why did you pack that? Like, we were going to go for dinner. He's like, why are you dressed in jogging pants? So while I feel like I have a hold on the fashion world, when I am traveling, I need to be fucking comfortable. I could kind of care less how fashionable I look. I need to be comfortable, especially if I'm in a walking city like London. Yeah. I need comfortable shoes. And so I don't really… I don't really think you should be wearing something that's like super cute or like super on trend. You need to go for fucking function. And I just got a new pair of shoes that I got you to try on the other day. And they're called Allbirds. And they are so fucking comfortable. And you don't have to wear socks with them because, I don't know, they're made out of some fucking shit that doesn't make your feet stink or sweat. Yeah. And they are like buttery clouds of goodness for your feet. So I would check those out. They're like cute little kicks and they come in all different colors and they're super comfortable. Super comfortable. Well, I think that right now, I think sneakers aren't just having a moment, but I think we've come to a point. They're here to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've come to a point in style and fashion now that sneakers will go with just about everything. And um, you're seeing in street style, people wearing sneakers with dresses. Yeah. Like nice dresses. Yeah, with like full on, like I got a pair of Nike Air Maxes. Yeah. And they're they're like throwback, big old fucking plastic um, soles. And they look awesome when you're just wearing a jean, just when you're wearing jeans and t-shirt. Yeah. So I I wouldn't get too hung up over like sneakers are not cool and London's really fashionable. Like because London's so fashionable, you can wear sneakers with just about every outfit. I actually think that to me, the perfect sneaker is an Adidas Superstar. Yeah. I Right? Like, the gold ones. Whatever. whatever. Okay, yeah, fine. Whatever. Your classic… I mean, your classic white with the black stripe yeah. is has been around for what? You can tell me. Forever, ever, ever, Decades. ever, 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 yeah. right? Like, so an Adidas Superstar, they come… The stripes come in like 18 different colors. Like gold stripe, silver Blue, stripe. everything. Yeah. Um… I have a classic black stripe and I have a silver stripe. I think I have a gold too because, and the reason why I have, I think, four pairs of superstars is because number one, they're super comfortable. Number two, again, they go with everything. So And dresses too, dresses. Jeans and dresses. I, like, in the summer, you saw me, like, a little summer dress, even with the floral pattern. Yeah. Summer dress with a floral pattern and a pair of Adidas superstars black stripe. Perfect. Nothing wrong with it. I've been wearing my superstars with 
like culottes lately. Mm, yeah. So a pair of baggy pants. So to answer your question, superstars will go with jeans. They'll go with the dress. They'll go with a baggy pair of pants. They'll go with joggers. They'll go with a skirt. That Like everything. <laughs> so if you need one and shoe recommendation, Sasha recommended a pair. I just recommended superstar. Go for a superstar. And London is the city of trainers, right? Like yeah. they love their trainers. So yeah. it's not like you're going to be standing out touristy. Yeah. As long as everything is kind of like, you know, yeah. funky on top with a cool, yeah, as yeah. you said, like a really great dress with kicks. My God. Just you're you're, you're good. fine. You're, you're good fine. to go. You're good to go. So I think that, yeah, take your summer dresses with your kicks. Take your jeans. Yeah, head to Foot Locker and fucking yeah. buy yourself and they're some not, runners. I mean, listen, they're not like cheap, cheap, but 100 bucks for a pair of superstars, at least Canadian. Like yeah. $100, I think they're like 109 Canadian. Yeah. So in the U.S., they must be cheaper. If you're, if you're in the U.S., probably $89.99, something like that. Not super expensive and something you can wear the shit, shit out, of. out of. Yeah. Agreed. Or listen, I'm a superstar person, but a lot of people are Stan Smiths. So uh, whatever you want. Like Adidas Stan Smith is also like people wear the shit out of their Stan Smiths. Yeah. I'm just partial to superstars. And I'm like a super Burks fan. I love wearing Burks, but I would suggest not wearing Burks in London. <laughs> you know what? Like people talk about Birkenstocks and how comfortable they are. Oh, I love my Burks. I got a pair a couple of years ago. Yeah. They kill my feet. They take a little time to wear in. Yeah. I, I, I brought them home. I remember telling Yasik I was so proud. I'm like, my first pair of Birkenstocks. I'm in my fourth decade. Totally. And look. And he was like, okay. You know, he was like, he was surprised. I was so excited about Birkenstocks. And then I put them on. Then I walked like 20 minutes and I came home and I was like, I hate these. Yeah. You have to, uh, you have to walk in like 10 minute intervals until you wear them in properly. And they don't stay on my feet. Which ones do you have? Like the two the two bands across? Like the like thing super where hippie? the thing goes or the between T. your big toe and your second yes, toe. Yes, the T one. I hate them. Um, I would give them some. Uh, I would give them a second try. I, I don't think that I'm like I. I don't think I can. Like, I actually don't. Can't even picture you in Birkenstocks. Actually, <laughs> this is very strange. Well, I got them because in the summer I wear like I walk to the nail bar, as you know. So the nail bar, I, it's a twenty minute walk each way, so it's a good forty minute total. Then you can get your toes done, and you can and yes, so. And you don't have those to are walk actually in really flip Those are actually really shitty for getting your nails done because they have like a bigger like uh, oval in the top. Oh God, I no, that was not my concern. Okay, my fine. Concern was with the, your feet were breaking. With that, anyway. So <laughs> yeah, so now they're in like I I don't wear them. I won't touch them again. Just do what I said. Like you have to like train on your Birkenstocks. So you have to like walk five minutes, wear them in, walk another five minutes. I know it's really annoying, but they're really worth it. But anyway, don't wear fucking Birkenstocks in London is what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, trainers, sneakers, trainers, trainers. Yeah, trainers, trainers. You have a few options there. Take us pic- take some pictures for us. Have a great time at the royal wedding. Don't wear sneakers. <laughs> oh, please actually do wear sneakers to the, the royal, royal wedding, wedding if you're going to the royal wedding. <laughs> oh um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it for us. Uh, we are on Spotify and Google Play and iTunes. Leave us reviews, messages, and then keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LadyGossip.com. Bye. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 